Welcome to the Big Fellas Podcast, where we chop it up about all things past, present, and future about the game of basketball. Where facts, stats, and context reign supreme. That is blasphemous. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. Always keep it real. Get ready to learn from players, coaches, and fans from all levels of the game and see the court in a brand new way. And now, fresh off the sidelines, here's your host, John Hartofillis. What it do, fellas, and welcome to the Big Fellas Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, J.H., coming to you from New York City, the mecca of basketball. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Darren Haynes, former ESPN Sports Center anchor and special guest for the Bearcat Sports Business Club. I spoke with Darren about what made him go into broadcasting, how he prepares for work every single day, and what it was like working at the worldwide leader in sports. We've got a good one in store for today, fellas. Episode number 47, Darren Haynes, former ESPN Sports Center anchor. Hey, Darren, what's going on? What's going on, man? How are you? Great. Thank you so much for coming on today. And I met you before at the Bearcat Sports Business Club Zoom meeting. Awesome having you come and talk to the club. And now finally getting to talk to you on my podcast is also going to be a great experience. I'm looking forward to it. Sounds good. Sounds good, my man. Awesome. So you're a really busy guy. I mean, I know today you have a lot of stuff going on too with going on air right after this. Before we get into your, everything from before, kind of like what your day-to-day life is and, and kind of even what you're doing tonight. Well, every single day life, I mean, I try to live a personal life. Like I still have a personal life. However, you know, I love sports in general. So sports is a big part of my personal life. It just happens to also be my job as well. So I'm always constantly trying to read up on stuff, trying to get notes, trying to work my sources on players that I know or, or GMs, different type of executives to get it, get information so I can break news stories. It's kind of nonstop. Like I was working on stuff until 3 a.m. last night, not because like I had to, it was just because I want to be the best. And today, as of right now, I'm, I'm working on some particular stories right now that are important. So it's pretty much nonstop, but I guess the, the, the best way to put it is if you want to beat out the competition, you're going to have to outwork the competition. And this field is very competitive, and I'm a guy who is not crazy competitive, but I am competitive, and I'm not trying to lose. Of course, network ethics has definitely taken you so far already. You touched on a little bit in terms of like the passion you have for, for sports in general. Where, where did that kind of begin like as, as a kid? What kind of piqued your interest? I mean, I remember the first sport I played, but I, I, I mean, it was soccer. First sport I played was soccer that I, well, that I can remember it was in first grade. And then, you know, baseball came along and then next thing you know, they realized I was fast and I'm running track and then I'm in football. And then I'm playing every single sport you can, you can think of until it finally like filtered down to high school. I was a three sport athlete and football was what paid for college. But I don't remember the day of like, Hey, this was the sport that I'm playing. I love this sport and keep playing. I just was always just an active kid. And I think my mom was probably more like, let's get my kid out of this house and, and have him utilize that energy in some type of sport. And that's where I am now. I don't know why yeah. I still have so much energy. Like I don't stop. You, you and me both. I, I, I mean, you could tell from the, from the call, maybe with BSBC, I just kind of never stop. And I have to go back and when I'm editing this podcast, put myself at like 90% speed, 85% speed. So people can understand what I'm saying because I, I get so amped up. And it, I mean, it's, it's hard to not get excited when you're talking to such interesting people, especially when you when you have such an interesting job and, and you're covering such cool stories. I mean, I, I can't imagine you not getting excited. You kind of touched on a little bit with your mother about how she really wanted to get you out of the house and get you playing all these sports. Can you kind of go into some of the mentors you've had, whether it's your mother, whether it's other coaches and, and what those people have been like for you so the early mentors will be my of course my mother and father my my mother was great because anything that i wanted to do sports wise even education wise my mother was a teacher for 50 years actually that's wrong she's gonna hate me for that she was a teacher for 40 years i'm like adding another <laughs> 10 years to her 
Uh, so, but she would always allow me to pick my own path, but she would support me along that way and make sure and she'll guide me in the right direction on the path I wanted to go. My father, I mean, he basically taught me everything on how to be a man from opening doors for women to saying, yes, please. No, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I look up to my dad. My dad's my boy. That's my, that's my best friend. So those were like the early mentors. Then yes, the college coach, I was talking to one today, high school coaches, pop Warner coaches, like they're still all my close friends right now. I consider them like dads, extra dads. So they also molded me. I, I mean, just small stuff where Coach Winters, my college coach, told us to always take our earrings out when we went into the football office. And back then you're like, oh, I gotta take these earrings out. But now I understood why, like when you're in a business setting, you don't put in your earrings. Now I just don't wear the earrings at all. So there's some of those life lessons where your mentors. And then in the broadcasting field, Stuart Scott, is a big name that that helped me in my career. Stan Barrett, who's out in uh, Sports Center out in LA. Scott Van Pelt has helped me. Jay Harris has helped me. Rob Parker, who's who you can see on uh, Fox Sports One, has helped me. I mean, this listen, this put it like this. There's a long list of people that have helped me along the way. I can go from Sage Steele, from she was like, why don't you add more voice inflection to your highlights? To Carrie Champion, who was like hey, this is how you can work your sources and get some information. There's a lot of people who have bolded me because I was always that person who would take advantage of anybody that I see to network with, to build a relationship so I can kind of be like a sponge and soak all the information. So I, so me right now is basically like, I guess you can look at like gumbo where you have so much stuff in the pot. Like I'm like a big pot of gumbo of all like the best sports anchors and reporters and journalists in this country. And that's why it's so important to have those mentors and, and take a little bit from everyone and become the best version of, of yourself. Can you kind of go into like what made you pick broadcasting? We, we spoke a lot about it during the club and I, I thought it was super interesting as to how you went about doing that. Yeah, so I, I wanted to be a biology teacher. I still love science. I actually, you know what? I actually wanted to be, an, I actually wanted to go into school to teach astronomy, but they didn't have astronomy. So I went my second choice, which is biology. I'm a science nerd. Don't test me or quiz me on things because you want to go to astronomy, I'll tell you everything about black holes and supernovas and this, the, the stretching of the gravitational pull of a black hole, which is called spaghettification. That's a different class. To where I went there, the University of Rhode Island, I went to go be a biology teacher, but I transferred to another school and they didn't have an undergraduate education program. However, I used to do the PA, the announcing for some of the Pop Warner games as I was in high school. When I was in college, I had this radio station called Smooth Groove the afternoon and my mother was like well you play sports and you do all this broadcasting stuff why don't you get into sports broadcasting and so like I mentioned in your class like now my mom wants 10 percent of my check because she's the one who introduced me to the sports broadcasting world definitely a good recommendation that has gotten you you pretty far just for the fun of it I'm gonna call my mom up I'm gonna see what she says just for, for the fun it. of it I love I'm just that curious. if she doesn't pick up I'll call the cell of course my mother won't pick up for me. maybe because I'm calling for my work phone. Hello. Hey mom, what's going on? Nothing live. Hey, don't don't say anything crazy because I'm 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 live right now on a show, but we're talking about how I got into the broadcasting business. Who's the reason why I got into the broadcasting business? Me, your mother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what, how did you get me into the broadcasting business? I'm just curious, because I don't remember. You were interested in becoming a biology teacher, 
However, there was no undergrad teacher program at that time. So I said to you, why don't you go into something like uh, sports broadcasting because you love sports, you know all about sports, you're an outgoing person, you don't have any problem speaking in front of people, and you just that you just have that that people person character about you. So thanks, mom. And, so so clearly I wasn't lying. It literally sounded like the same thing I just said. <laughs> yep, exactly. Word for word. Well, who am I? Who's the third party on this line? Don't worry about it, mom. It's an interview. It's an interview, but we wanted to verify that I wasn't making anything up. Um, can you verify that I don't have to give you 10% of my check, though? I plead the fifth on that. All right, Mom, I'll hit you back later. Okay, babe. All right. Bye. So there you Love go. That, true, that was true fantastic. Story. Definitely true a true story. Heard it from the source. That was hilarious. Thank you so much for that. And off that point, what kind of what were your the biggest moments that in terms of just in your broadcasting career that you were like, wow, like I, I'm actually here? What, what, what do those kind of look like for you? I had a few of those. I think the, the biggest one is of definitely the, the ESPN job. I can remember that, again, that moment where the job offer came when, when uh, Al Jaffe, who hires all the talent, well, he used to, he retired now, hires, hired all the talent at ESPN, and I got that phone call. And you hang up the phone call, and you just literally jump up and down. I was with my mom and dad at the time. Like, I just, like, got drafted first round in the NFL. Then I can remember my first day on the Sports Center set, which I was nervous as can be. And I'm a guy who, who rises to the moment. Like, I don't get nervous. That time I was on Sports Center, I was nervous as can be, maybe because that was the dream. And like, I'm about to what? Well, I'm about to live my dream. What? We're about to go on television. I'm on Sports Center. Woo, I, I was sweating bullets, or should I say bricks? Then, I mean, a lot of that is the ESPN one, because that's, that's the dream one. That, that's, that is the dream job. And I, I'm telling you, every time I, I got my work badge and I scanned it at security to go in, it was, it was one of those surreal moments where it's like, man, I really work at the worldwide leader where every single anchor who works at this location is literally the best of the best. And I'm part of that group. And even though I'm not there anymore because they did all the layoffs, it's almost like you're a Hall of Famer when you work at ESPN. Like you, you brought it up. I, I haven't worked at ESPN in three years, but you brought it up. It's, it's like a Hall of Fame jacket. Like once you're there, you're always going to be in that exclusive fraternity uh, that a lot of people aren't a part of. That's fantastic. And, and definitely a, a huge and tremendous honor to be a part of that and, and, and be there at ESPN. So it, within those moments of being at ESPN, were there any games that you went to where you're in the stands thinking to yourself, wow, I can't believe I'm here and I'm covering this? I covered a lot of games, a lot of championships too. I have like my most memorable championships or teams that I've covered that won a championship by far, hands down. I do have a number one team, but like did I, that moment where I was like, man, I can't believe I'm here. Well, which one's that team? It was the Washington Nationals when they won the World Series. And the reason why it's the Washington Nationals, because I'm a big football fan, and, and you'll think it would be like the college football playoff or like the, the Super Bowl, which were great. What I love about my career is, is seeing players like high school, then how do they play in college and how they play in the NFL. I love the success stories, the journey to get there. And I never covered a team from all the championship teams I've had that sucked like the Washington Nationals. Like they're, they were horrible. I believe it was, I don't know if it was May 19th or something like that, but, but they're like 19 and 31. Like they're one of the worst teams in, a, in the National League. And then all of a sudden they turned it around and won the World Series. Like that blew my mind. Like you can't, like, like you, you can't write that. That's like that's a movie script, actually. 
that was the wonderful moment because because you remember how down they were, but they believed in themselves. And to see them actually win the the World Series was absolutely insane. And yeah, that was that was a moment I remember during their World Series parade, and I was standing up because um, I had my stage because I was covering the parade, and, and Davey Martinez, who's a manager, we became we became really good friends. And I see him from the stage, and I was just like that heart, like man, you did it. And, and he he knew it because we had interviews where it was just like they were struggling, but they found a way to turn it around. By far the best team I ever covered. And like I've worked in Boston, I covered the Patriots Super Bowls, Boston Bruins, the Stanley Cup final or, or the Washington Capitals. I've covered the San Antonio Spurs and a bunch of their championships. Uh, but the Washington Nationals was the was the best. Yeah. And I was only home for a, for three days out of the entire month of October. I'm telling you, because I had to cover the Washington Mystics as well. I was home for only three days in the month of October. I was flying all around the country. That's super cool. I mean, obviously super inspiring to watch that team. But then as you touched on at the end, how kind of hectic that, that whole travel schedule is like, I mean, what does that kind of look like for you in terms of, I mean, right now, I mean, you're, you're obviously super busy going from set to set and, and reporting on all these different things. What, what does that daily life look like for you? And so I'm, I'm, I'm looking for this particular picture because this was a picture of me. Game wow. seven of the World Series. <laughs> Completely face plant. For those that can't see, you're just face planted right next to the logo. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the thing about it, yes, I was like, oh, I'm tired, I'm done. But this is what you live for. This, when you're passionate about something, when you love something, there's no time limit for it. Like, I mentioned this during your class, and, and, I'm, and you're like, do you have time for one more question? I'm like, you have time for four. Like, I love inspiring people. I'm passionate about it. The only reason why I, have to, I can't stay on the phone with you all day long is because I, I still have to do my, my job. But when you love something, there's no time. I mean, people make time for what they want. And what I want in my broadcasting career is to cover a championship team every single year. Gosh, that would be a dream come true. So be, only being home for three days out of an entire month, I don't remember that being a struggle. I just remember how exciting it was that this team continued to keep winning. If you love it so much, you'll prioritize, you'll make time and you'll, you'll enjoy doing it. After having all these experiences, what's some advice that you give to a 20-year-old Darren Haynes that doesn't have the same perspective on things? What would you tell him? Well, one thing is for sure, I'll never change anything in my life. I, the path that I went along, I don't think I'll get to where I am right now if I didn't have the ups and downs in my early career. What I can tell some of the people who are younger, what I've, what I've learned is don't listen to people who say like, okay, take this job because it has more money when it's not what you're really passionate about doing. I can tell people who are in their early twenties that this business is going to be very difficult. Don't be discouraged by the moment that you're in. Be encouraged by where you can go when you, when you get through those tough moments. And then the other thing I can tell people is, is, is you're going to see a lot of people disappear in this business, but you, if you keep fighting and beating everybody out, you would get to where you want to go. I know it just sounds so cliche, but like, that's the basic concept that I follow. And I was able to have the dream job and the job I have right now, I'm the sports director. I was just telling the Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington football team, where I was just like, like I work national, but now I'm at a spot where I'm like, I'm at peace. I'm, I run my own department, make my own schedule and I have fun doing my job. So I've, I've never been so at peace ever in my life. And to, to get to that point where making sure I didn't listen to the negativity and making sure I did sacrifice and I did outwork my competition in a fair way. Because I'm telling you, the, the, the dream side, the other side, the, the fruits of your hard labor, it, it's, it's worth it.
taking all that in and uh, I, lost my, I lost my train of thought a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I've been yeah. there before. I've been there where you lose your train of thought and that's normal. You get better at that as you go along, but that still, that happens to everybody where you lose your train of thought, probably because you're, you're maybe listening to, so, to me so much that you really forgot about what was the next part you wanted to go into your story. Yeah. What do you do when that happens? I mean, maybe it hasn't happened recently, but when it happens on air, what, what, do you have any, any fun moments, so, of, any moments so of that? There's two, there's, two things, there's two things that I do. One, one, I just don't say a thing. So if I'm interviewing you and I'm like, hey, how long have you been doing this podcast? And you answer your question. Maybe I can't remember or don't know what my next question is. I'll do this. So what do you want to do tomorrow? Like, I'll pause to think. So you don't have that, um, um, uh, well, let me, like, now, when I do have my um, um, moments, it will be like this. And I'll edit this part out, unless it's a live interview. I could say, all right, so what made you get into doing these podcasts? And you answer your question. Then I may say, so when you go home, you try to prepare. Actually, let me rephrase that. How much work do you do at home to prepare for your show? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll, I'll use that. Like, let me rephrase because it. it doesn't sound bad. It's just more of like, let me, let me, let me change the question up a little bit. So it's like I had a question, but I wanted to change it up a question. But it doesn't sound bad. Okay, that's great advice for me. I mean, I, I kind of need that sometimes because I'm always listening to listen and and, and really taking what you're saying. But that yeah. also kind of when when you have uh, to get through some things, it, it also gets a little jumbled up and ne- never admit that you forgot the question or you don't know where you're going. Just either don't say a thing or rephrase the, say, well, let me, let me rephrase the question or let me say it in a different way. Make up something, get some question. Uh-oh, he's, he's silent. He's thinking of the question. Darren, just, just one last question. To, I, I normally end things with, with the last question about advice to your former self, but I, we, I do have one that we touched on in the, in the class with, with the Bearcat Sports Business Club. Because we don't talk about this enough on, on this podcast in terms of some dating advice for, for some people that might really need it. We, we had a, a raging debate on in our, in our Sports Business Club Zoom about the yes or yes theory, about how you should always ask a, a question that it's, it's a double positive. You don't want to say, do you want to get dinner with me or not? It's, would you like a coffee or dinner? And, and you gave us some really enlightening thoughts on that. And that really helped a lot of people out. Maybe sparked a few success stories in the club. I mean, I, I don't want to reveal too much, but what are your kind of thoughts on, on that for, for, for the people that weren't in that call? I'm trying to remember exactly what I said. It was good. It was good. I know we went another like half hour about like dating. I don't, I don't remember what I said, but what I do know is, is, is that being confident changes a lot of things. And it's not just dating. It's even in the broadcasting field. When you're, when you're confident in yourself, like you come across really well on television and to whoever you're trying to go on a date with. If you go up to somebody and you're like, uh, um, um, can I get your phone? Uh, 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 like, I hope nobody's like that, but they probably are. That may turn somebody off because they're not confident. Same way if you go on television, you're like, uh, hmm, I forgot what my question was, but um, I was wondering what game, like, yeah. you. So show the confidence, be confident in yourself, but also prepare. I know for me, I, I, my stuff was never scripted. My stuff was just, just be me and be confident and don't worry about like the yes or the no. I mean, you want the yes, like if, if you ask somebody, you want to go on a date, but I, but I always went into it not worrying about the no. I was always just like, like going into it, be like, all right, she's going to say yes. Like, cause I hate negativity. It's easier said than done. Like you, your heart's probably like pounding while you're doing it. Man, you know, I'm a married guy now. So it's like, I've been out of the game, but I do like the fact, would you like to go to lunch or would you want to go to dinner or something like that? To me, that's like, 
what I was mentioning before, like my dad and some of the things that he taught me to be respectful and, and not go to a girl and say like, Hey, you want to go out with me? Or, Hey, you want to go somewhere? It's like being prepared and already having the plan, like going to a girl, like, Hey, do you want to, you want to go out to lunch? Oh, uh, I guess so. Where? Well, there's this nice coffee shop that I went to before when I was studying in school. And I think you should go to it. They have live music and stuff like that. Like, bam, like I'm sold myself. Like have that in your back pocket, ready to go. Cause it, it's, it just shows like, okay, you're really confident and you're taking control of, uh, of the situation. I think in the class I was mentioning before the, the, the ordering the food. Yep. That you, you definitely brought that up. Should, should I explain? Should I explain that? Should that be my mic dropper before we people go? Need to know. There you go. People into that. Right, so this, listen, listen closely for all the fellas out there. I mean, it could be women too, um, depending on who you date or whatever. And, and the fellas but, uh, here are big fellas. This is the big fellas basketball podcast. These guys are big. Okay. These are big. All right. Well, for the big fellas podcast, for all the big fellas, here's some big, big time advice that I need to give you. When you go on a date, talk to the person that you're on a date with and go over the menu and, and see what they want to eat. And if they say, Hey, I want a cheeseburger with lettuce, no tomatoes, but extra ketchup. Okay, hey, that's that's good. All right, you don't like tomatoes? Okay, but why don't you like tomatoes? Whatever, part of that conversation. So then when the waiter comes up, you say, you don't control what the person eats, but you under, you listen to why they want this particular food item and, and the way they want it. So then when the waiter comes, you can say, uh, yes, this lovely person will like a cheeseburger, uh, with lettuce, no tomatoes, but she would love to have extra ketchup. One, that's swag, because it will show you that, hey, I'm being a man taking taking control, but not taking control control, but meaning as in being a gentleman by ordering the food for her, but also understanding and listening, because a lot of people, like, especially in any relationship, you got to listen. That's why you have two ears and one mouth. Listen, listen twice as much as you talk. Now I'm listening to what she or he or she likes. That means I'm showing an effort to get to know and understand that person, and that will go a long way. That's the mic drop. I'm done. The Man, mic drop. Man, thank you so much. Not, it's not just dating stuff. That's that's life stuff. That's the it's sports business stuff. That's just all kinds of, of gospel. So thank you so much for that. And I really appreciate you coming on. My man, my man. Thanks for listening to the Big Fellas Podcast. Check us out on all major social media platforms at Big Fellas Pod to join the chop up. You can also listen to us on every podcast platform on the planet. Stay tuned for the next episode, Big Fellas.